think the first time I ever done this, I was so cotton mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I was so cotton mouth when I did my first podcast ever that I was like, I told Anthony, I said, we have to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, well, like the, <laughs> like my the, lip is sticking <laughs> to my teeth. <laughs> it was, oh, and that's the worst feeling. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. <laughs> like it you was. don't even know how to talk. You're like, <sighs> I think it's stuck when you talk. Like I remember one time I was, uh, I was hanging out with somebody. And I, because <laughs> if I don't like lotion my hands, <laughs> if I don't lotion them, like lather them, and it's cold outside and I get dry, mm-hmm. I, I, they're just dry, right? I mean, and so I was messing around, like just being playful with somebody I was hanging out with at the time. And I rubbed, like, I just went, shh, like, you know, to shush them. <laughs> and it like went across their teeth. And she's like, I did not like anything about what just happened. <laughs> She's like, your dry <laughs> finger across my dry teeth and lips was the worst thing I've ever endured. And I low-key did not feel guilty about it because I laughed so hard that I started sweating, I'm sure. That's <laughs> the worst. And I love it. I love it when you laugh that hard. Because like I used to think laughing like when your stomach but no, when you laugh hard enough when you can sweat, yes. like you're you're laughing. Like your body's like, stop, bro. You're about to have an aneurysm. <laughs> I mean, that's usually how, uh, you know, 60% of the conversations that we have for the most part uh, goes or whatever, but you know, whatever. Anyways, long story short, welcome to another episode of My Ex and Me podcast. Unfortunately, Jamie's not going to be in today. She's actually spent a lot of time with her family this new year, but I did give her a heads up and let her know that I'm doing an episode tonight. So I have someone that I have sitting in for uh, as a good friend of mine. Her name is Brittany. And I think that, um, you know, we're just going to get into some conversations, talk about a lot of things. Uh, that people can probably relate to and just, you know, see where this conversation goes and, and hope that, uh, you know, stays entertaining. I mean, if, if it doesn't, at least I'm entertained and I really think that that's what matters. You I feel know? like it's going to go fine. Yeah. So n- are you nervous? Are you um, nervous about I'm this? I'm a little nervous, but I think it'll be fine. Do you think it's because for the most part, we spend 60% of our conversations like speaking word vomit? Basically. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> Basically. We, we, we speak and then, like, I honestly, I was telling, oh, my God, who was I telling it to? I was telling one of my friends, I said, how in the world do people conversate with me knowing that I just randomly say stuff? <laughs> you know, what did I what did I say? I, I remember at one time I said something to you about, no, I wasn't feeling good or something. Yeah. And I said something like, he's like, you need anything? And I was like, can you, like, rub my feet with mayo or yes. something? Like <laughs> <laughs> yes, you said that's the only way I'm going to feel better. <laughs> And it's gotta be the real stuff too. Yeah, I said don't use none of that fake mayo either. <laughs> and the, the the crazy thing about it is, is, like, I was like on my deathbed dying, and I really couldn't even take that seriously. I and know. you were genuinely telling me, like, do you really need something? That's why I brought you soup. Thank you, I appreciate it. And I and I was like, when I say dying, I was dying yeah. on my deathbed. I did not feel good. It was the worst thing I've ever endured. Um, but that's what you know. That's what friends are for, and I think that uh, that's the kind of friendships that people should have, like. Since you, since we're the same age, and I and I, and I want to base this because we come from way too two different places yes. in life. Um, <clears throat> you grew up a certain way. I grew up a different way, you know. And it's in in reality, in honest reality, you know, when I talk about some of the experiences I had in my life, uh, the way I grew up and everything, you kind of related on a whole different level. I mean, maybe not the same, but you kind of knew what I was talking about. Yes. When it came to friendships early on in your teenage life, when did it become apparent that 
you know, when you're younger, you think that you're going to have friends in your life mm-hmm. and that they're always going to be there. like, you You know, when you're 14, 15, 16, you're like, damn, I just met my best friend. We have everything in common. Everything we do is fun and whatever. And then things start to shift. Like, how were you able to ever manage a friend? Like the very first true friend that you thought you had that you lost. How were you able to ever manage to go through that? I don't really know. Like, I guess when I was younger, I mean, I had a lot of friends, but I had a, a specific group of friends that I hung out with every weekend, of course. But, you know, your social life is everything to you when you're that age. You're like, you know, what are you doing this weekend and who are you doing it with and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. I mean, I got in arguments with my friends, but we always seem to work it out. And I still talk to those people to this day. Like your friends from your hometown. Yes. From my hometown. So one thing I was thinking about, like, cause I have a childhood friend and I'm sure you have one too, right? Mm -hmm. When I had that childhood friend growing up, when I say, when you, you aren't lying and I'm not even exaggerating when you're like, all right, so we're 35, right? Mm-hmm. People don't understand in that time of our life where there was no social media. There, were, I mean, MySpace came in later in my life. but like It was li- AOL. Like literally AOL, <laughs> MSN Messenger. Oh, God, that's so embarrassing. And there's going to be people who are not even going to know what that is. The dial-up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so my thing is like, oh, that's so embarrassing, too. Especially, Let's not talk about our names, okay, on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. We'll just God. leave that in the past. We'll, we'll leave. We... we it will be forgotten. As long as we don't bring it up, we won't remember it. Right. So I remember having, like, you weren't lying when you said that plans were everything on the weekend. Yes. I mean, you had to know by Wednesday at least to know what you're going to do that weekend. Yeah, because you had to ask your parents. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had one of your, have you ever had your friend ask your parents for you? So Duh. Because you, you knew that in. Yeah. But, uh, oh, I, I used to put it. my. You do it. You do it. Oh they my might God. say yes to you. I used to literally put my mom on the spot, and I know she hated it because I hate it. Yeah, I hate it right now. Like, I hate my it kids, now too. My kids do it to me, and they'll stand beside them, and I'm like, right, uh, "Wait till you get back, bro. Wait till you get back. Like you're never going back over there again." But then I, you know, whatever. I backtrack on that one, anyways. <laughs> so, anyways, I had a, a childhood friend for the most of my life, and I think a lot of it shifted when I was when I was going to high school, mm-hmm. right? High school is such a big dynamic of, of what, if you want to know if you have a true, real friend, childhood friend, let high school be in your life because you're going to find out real quick exactly where people stand. Because when you go into your 15, 16 era mm-hmm. and you get into high school, like your way of thinking changes, your interest of things change. It's a whole broader spectrum of people in your life. When you go to middle school and elementary school and all this stuff up into your eighth grade. You're kind of limited to the people you grew up with, right? Yes. But then when you go into a whole spectrum yes. of four years of random people, and you're just in a whole new world, it seems like. My, me and my childhood friend did not make it to ninth grade. I'll be honest with you. One of them didn't. Yeah. I did have one that we did, and he sadly passed away. But And, I, and we were uh, friends up until he passed away. But... um. When I made it to ninth grade, I mean, that was one of those things that that was one I was truly heartbroken about because this, we were together every weekend. Yeah. We were there for each other when we had, you know, bad relationships, great relationships, uh, maturing together, uh, puberty together, uh, interesting things together, you know. Life lessons, basically. Basically, honestly. And, uh. And those are kind of tough when you didn't have real friends like that. But luckily, I've been grateful enough to know that I had it in my life. You know, yeah. I had somebody there that I can share with, even if it was embarrassing. 
But the most heartbreaking thing that I ever dealt with was going into into high school thinking I'm going to high school with my best friend and, you know, we're going to, you know, whatever, class or whatever, you know. But you drift apart from those people and that's okay. <clears throat> I mean, that's just part of life and it's, you even encounter that in your adulthood too. Because people come in and out of your life all the time, like different jobs, you meet different people, you know what I mean? Like you become, you have work best friends and then they become good friends and then like people get married and things like that. I mean, it happens in adult life too. It's crazy how you can have an adult, when you, it's, it's so funny you said that because I was just thinking about this the other day. How is it that we're adults and we go work at a job and we're friends with people way older than us Yeah, and we treat them as if they're our age, you know? You know, like, man, because, like, I, I would have friends that are, like, in their 50s, and I was in my 20s, yeah. and I'm like, man, that dude's awesome, man. I love hanging out with him. I mean, I had people at my old job that I still love dearly now, and they were all older than me, too. So, I mean, it well, just happens. And, but it also means that these people can actually help you mature, yeah. you know? I mean, I know they help me. Yeah. Um. So, speaking of adult, so, as an adult, how do you feel? And, like, just, I mean, because we talk about our childhood friendships and how that was something that we eventually would grow out of. And like I said, real friends will stick around. As we've gotten in, as we've gotten older, I would always say that people are going to be around to disappoint you. I always think they do. Yeah. Anyone new in my life, I take everything, especially where I'm at now, I've always taken everything with a grain of salt because I'm like, okay, this is great for the moment, but how are these people going to disappoint me? That's That was my first initial reaction about anyone that's been in my life in the past seven years. You know, and that you included everybody, like anybody I was friends with. Like, yeah. I just feel like I'm always looking for the worst, you know. I've always heard that I'm a Debbie Downer anyways. If something happens, I automatically assume the worst. And I don't mean for it to be that way, but it just happens. I mean, everybody gets disappointed by anybody in their life. Like, it just happens. It could be your parents, your siblings, you know, f- just family in general, friends. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just part of life. You have to deal with the disappointment. And it just depends on how you deal with it and how you approach it. I will say that I don't think that I don't consider what you say, you know, when you say you're like, oh, I'm a Debbie Downer sometimes. I can say some situation I could probably see that. But I think that you've just been handed so much disappointment Mm -hmm. that that's really what you expect. Yeah. You know, because when you like I know. As far as relationships and stuff, I know like you were in a, one one of your relationships early on in your life was like a long time, mm-hmm. and my longest was like five years. Yeah, and even to me that's long. Like I'm like, damn, like that's that's five years, you know. And you look back and you're like, man, like how do you blink one day? Like you just you build and then you, one day you blink and it's like everything you ever thought was just gone. And so it's like. If you can't find disappointments in friendships, like you find them in relationships, mm-hmm. it seems like. And it's so, it's just like, I just never understood how everything can kind of come to where it is and it just be so normalized, you know? Um, I don't think it's normalized. I think you just adjust. How does one adjust to being disappointed, though? In your opinion, like... Do you always, like, have a standoffish character about yourself? Do you always like, okay, I shouldn't get too close because I think I'm just going to end up regretting it later? Like, I don't know. Things have been really weird lately, so. (laughs) (laughs) I will say in that past relationship, like, I was ready. You know what I mean? Like, I was ready to deal with the outcome of what was happening. 
because I I knew it was gonna it was gonna be for the best. But given the situation now, it's it's not I don't know, it's completely different. Like my mindset is different and I think it also has to do with age. Do you think it's like I always tell people that we're always we're at the age like now where mistakes are so detriment to us like we we can make a mistake in our 20s and and live through it you yeah know? like we just blow it off like it's not a big deal or just or that and just outgrow your mistake and chances are your mistakes can follow you depending on what the mistakes are <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding no i'm just kidding <laughs> delete that <laughs> don't don't do that to me you have to delete that okay i'll delete it um <laughs> <laughs> what the <laughs> That's, uh, that was messed up. Yeah, that's funny. But, <laughs> <clears throat> but um, so I always think that when you make a mistake, I never like it being brought back up to me. Yeah, me if neither. I, if I feel like I've outgrown it. Now, yeah. if I'm the same person, then then it's all fair as, you know, in love and war. Love but, and war. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, it's like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. If I'm still the immature whatever person that I was when the mistake happened. Yeah. That's fair. But I feel like if you outgrown it, they need to leave it alone, you know, because I don't think anybody should really be judged by their past. Honestly, I think the past is I think everything, every mistake we ever made back then has made everybody up into that. Yeah. Make well, make them different. And on top of that, it makes them the person they are. Yeah. You know, um, do you ever feel like a codependent friendship is needed in our time in our life, especially the way things are now? Because, you know, now is not like back then. Back then, think about if we had social media when we were teenagers, like, really have it the way they have it now. I don't know. I mean, I, I did I did have a friendship, which, I mean, you know that. I, I had a friendship that was very codependent, and that... But when you had that friendship, like, it was needed in your life, though, yeah, right? Yeah, like, uh, we went through a lot of stuff together, a lot of like adult milestones yeah and we helped each other through it but do you feel like maybe if enough time passes in life no matter what it is Mm -hmm. that the people that you felt were so important back in the day could literally circle back in your life and be important to you then If, if there's enough time in between everything I think I think so I really do I would I would like to think of it that way, honestly. I never think that anything is so bad that time does, that time couldn't heal. You know, I always think that when people, even if it's the most shadiest, most shystiest stuff, like I think with enough time in between it, like you forget. I mean, at the time it's serious, obviously, because yeah. it's present time. But I think unless it's truly, truly diabolical, I think time really does heal, heal pain. And because that, but how long are you? I mean, I, I know you're not supposed to put time on it. God, I don't know. Here we, here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> well, I think that I think it really just depends on circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I feel like as enough time passes and a lot of things, people do grow outside of their circumstances. And forgive, forgive is a big, big thing. <sighs> Forgiving is so hard when you're not. It wrong. is. It is, and it's hard to do. But sometimes, like. You have to admit your own faults, too, because not everybody is perfect. Like, given in any situation, no matter what the argument is, like, both people are at fault no matter what. Yes. And 
Because it depends on how you handle the situation. I think the most rational thing that people kind of like kind of generally go to is being emotional, especially. If well, you already know I'm, I'm yeah. an emotional wreck all the time, so. Yeah, well, listen, we're not going to talk yeah, about that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I mean, we're going to do here because uh, you can play this back and be like, hey, remember when you said I wasn't emotional? And I'm like, yeah, well, I lied. What? But, you know, whatever. Um, Let's rewind that. <laughs> so I think what it is is like, I think emotion if you or even if you're not an emotional person you tend to want to be emotional impulsively because if it's something that you never personally dealt with that's going to be your initial reaction is to be emotional because you never encountered it like if we were to like when we were younger we both have kids mm -hmm. we both are not with our kids you know parent or whatever the other one <clears throat> the other parent <laughs> and uh <laughs> and we uh and we we have been in those situations and we moved on from them, yeah. right? We would know how to handle something like that if we did it today. Let's just hypothetically say that we went to that same situation many years ago today. How we handle that would not be how we handled it no. then. Because we, I think I'd be able to take a, a good deep breath and turn around and walk away. And walking away now is so much easier for me because it didn't used to be. I yeah, used to be you're one of them. really good at it. I know. I'm you so need good to at teach it. me your ways. <laughs> it wasn't easy. It came with a lot. It really honestly came with a lot of disappointment. Disappointment, reclusive uh, uh, intentions. I um, I was just so tired but of being hurt. Being, well, being hurt was one of them, but I was also so tired of hurting myself by not seeing you know before red flags were actually a thing that that's what they were yeah and that's what they call them now but back then it was just like issues mm -hmm. like what are the like why did i let myself become part of these issues yeah and so you think with enough love and care that issues will work and work itself out because you know oh everything will work itself out that's what you hear for so long but, but what they already, don't tell you we've already established that love is not enough well no it it's not. It's not. Enough. It's not. If it's truly ending, it's not. It doesn't matter what you do. You can. It doesn't matter how much you love somebody, they'll still leave. Well, if it's ending, yeah. I mean, you can have 16 romantic weekends in a row. It's not going to save you if you're already out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So love, for the most part, isn't enough. Even when you feel like if you just give it a little more that it'll just be just enough to get you by again. But what are you, I mean, you're really prolonging it, you know? Yeah. You're just being <clears throat> detrimental to your own health. And it's point. well naive too. I mean, oh, at, I am that too. but when do we grow out of being naive though? If you really think about it, I don't think it ever really stops. Do you think it's like a self-preservation because not being naive is you overlooking what is, I'm what is reality? See the good, I guess. And ignore the bad, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah, we have already established. I know that is it's so dangerous to be able to accept the good and and ignore the bad. That is such a dangerous place to be in because at the end of the day, you benefit yourself. you benefit them and you you really hurt yourself. Pretty much. And um, when it comes to certain things, I feel like. When is it okay to to just say, you know what, like, I think I put myself enough. Like, even let's just say that you you try to work on it. Yeah. Whatever it is. Okay. I'll say my one of my relationships. Okay. A few years ago. I am who I am. Mm -hmm. You know, 
I'm sorry. Uh, if, if everybody's saying the same thing, it's not a lie. I don't care. If, I don't care who you are. If 16 relationships you have and 16 people or 15 people say the same thing about you, that's who you are. Mm. Not all of them are coming together to lie about it. Yeah, but those people have to accept you for who you are. Yes, but if they want to be they around have you, to? okay, that okay. If they want to be okay. around you, they have to accept you for that. But are you, but is are they enough? You have to ask yourself: Are they enough for you to change? Depending on what the change is, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I always feel like when I sit here and I'm like, okay, so we're still together. Mm-hmm. We we kind of see the hints. You know, the arguing becomes more. It's the little things that make you leave. It used, to, it used to be the little things that make you happy, mm-hmm. like a good morning text or, hey, come uh, when you come by tonight, uh, I got something for you. And it'd be something so small and minute or just a passing by mention of what you want about something and they get it for you yeah. or making your favorite meal or something like that. And those used to make you the happiest, right? And now it's like yeah. when you don't get excited about dates anymore, when you don't get excited to come home anymore, like, nobody wants to come home to that, you know? Yeah. And so, but when is it okay for you to say, it, and I think people usually mess up the idea of thinking they don't want to be the people that end it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never wanted to end it. I feel like you're taking a jab at me right there. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm taking it. I'm talking about my old relationship. Okay. I didn't end the relationship. Like, I never wanted to be the one to say, well, why ain't you and so-and-so together? Oh, well, you know, I've... I, we broke up. I didn't want to. Yeah. I never wanted to say that. I'd rather not be blamed for it, you know? Yeah. Um. And what do you mean a job? I just completely missed that. <laughs> Rewind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Do you feel like you stayed in something too long when you knew it was done? Yeah. My first marriage. <laughs> Well, I'm going to agree with you on that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was a little too long. My bad. I don't know. I'm Do you a, have a habit of doing that, though? Maybe. I think so. You consider yourself like a fighter in a relationship? I do. I do. But I think that also in relationships, you can get too comfortable. Get, what is it, complacent? Complacency is the worst. Um. When 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 you think that there's nothing that you could do to end it, like I don't such even, a horrible place to be in. I don't think it, I don't think it was anything like that. I think that I just thought that it was never going to end. Like everything was just going to be fine. It was going to work itself out. And some days were better than others, of course. It's always going to be that way because not every day is going to be perfect. And I don't think every day is, but when I used to always kind of look at people when they say, well, if you're not working on it, you're not trying. And I'm like, but does relationships really have to be work? Shouldn't relationships be easy? No, no. Relationships, relationships shouldn't be easy. At all. No. Explain. Relationships are not easy because you have to work at it every day. You do. Because what? How? I mean, if you don't mind me asking, why would it, why would it be any different? Why can't a relationship just be so easy that... I think that is being naive. I mean. I do. Because relationships are not easy. So you have to work at them every single day from the beginning. I mean, yes. And I don't think that you should pretend to be somebody 
in the beginning and show somebody that you're one way and then I don't know. I don't know how to word it. Ooh. You definitely well, you definitely shouldn't switch up later. No. I think you should be yourself in the beginning. I always yes. I have preached that since the beginning. I've given advice. Freaking to communication. Man, that is so hard. Freaking some, and I'm gonna say freaking <laughs> communication. It's not that easy for people that don't know how to communicate though. Well, that's something you have to learn in life and you have to Are people allowed to make mistakes when it comes to communicating? Yes, for sure. But I don't think it needs to be detrimental. Mm, I think communication should be from the jump, but I also think you should never change who you are. I think if you're going to be, there's no reason to put up a face for a new relationship because you will get found out. Honestly, you always do. There's not a single person that hasn't been found out. I I always say the six month rule. Yeah. You'll know who you're dealing with in the first six months. Well, I will say my last um, relationship. Yep. That. I felt like I was very, very upfront about my past because I would rather them hear it from me than, you know, somebody else down the grapevine or whatever. I just thought that it was better if they knew everything up front. And that was not a good idea. <laughs> so, do you, oh, so you mean like you were wanting to basically say, look, I'd rather tell you than you hear it from somebody yes. else. And, do you think that was a good thing in the beginning to do for you? Yeah, I thought it was. But I mean, I'm I I would just I best I think the best thing that I have learned is my a family member of mine just recently told me that we're all just living life for the first time. And it was probably the best advice that a 17 year old has given me as an adult because no other adult has given me that kind of you know advice i mean honestly that's that's pretty mature for somebody to say i mean i never would have thought of that i mean our parents are even just living life for the first time yeah i mean we're that puts us to where even at our even at our age we can make mistakes yes and it doesn't mean that that determines who we are it just just determines that we're, we're still human. human, you know. We're human. Um, so when you when you dealt with that and you became to that realization, right? Mm-hmm. When do you think the turning point was for you? Because I always feel like when people are in relationships or in marriages or engagements, that when, when they do split up, they're gonna go through things separately but in an opposite manner. One's gonna be dealing with it really hard, and then the other one's gonna be okay with it in the beginning. Because it's something they've accepted. Mm -hmm. But then the other one's going to go through it in a really heavy way. But as time goes on and as distance and time comes between them, they begin that one, the one who was really going through it is starting to accept it. Yeah. And then the one that accepted is starting to go through it. Like, is that something that you feel like it's always going to be in any relationship? Or do you think that only comes to people who truly care? I think if you're in a long term relationship with somebody, Yes, I do agree with you that they will deal with it at separate times. I mean, my last marriage, I was ready to go. Like, you know, but everybody heals their own way. Yeah. I mean, some people isolate like you do. 
Yeah, is that off-putting to you though? Because I, mean, I know I, in the beginning it, it was odd because I, when I started hanging out with you through our mutual friend yeah. at the time, when I say I would go somewhere, I say, "Hey, right, I'll drop off in five minutes." Yeah, you would only come by for like fifteen minutes tops. Yeah, I was never one to really stick around no, places. No, and I mean I get that. Honestly, now I get that. And it I, was that I was wish, pro- that was protecting myself yes, at that point. Yes, because I mean you didn't really know us that well. And the friend group, and you were just trying to fill us out, you know what I mean? And I get that, 100%. And I'm like that when I meet new people, too. Like, I kind of get a little shy, and I don't know what to say. Yeah. Unless I've had someone to drink, but... But, oh, yeah. Oh, God, Lord, help <laughs> us. But it's because you don't know how they'll take your personality, no, you know? No. Um, And I used to get flack from it, from our mutual friend at the time. Uh, She would be like, why do you do that? Like... Just, just stick around. Like they're cool. Like they're really good people. Blah yeah. blah blah. I would hang out with them. I wouldn't have known them for so many years if they weren't. I was like, it's, I'm not there for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm there for myself. And if I feel like, you know, because at, at, and I feel like that was a realization that I had because as I've gotten older, I started to realize that my time is extremely valuable, just like anybody. Yeah. I don't care if you're 18, 19, 20, 16, 35, whatever. Like you're never gonna get it back. So why waste it on people who don't want you there? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and I think that's one thing that I feel like us men, and I will, I will say us men, but I've seen women do it too. They don't appreciate people who want to put time. And to them, they're like, oh, well, they're just making effort to come see me. Yeah, but that's something they're never getting back. Yeah. And if, but that's not that person's fault that the other person wants to put effort and time into seeing them. That's their choice. Just like it's. That other person's choice to distance themselves. To distance themselves, but it's up to the other person that's making the effort. Because I could sit here and say, "Well, I'm never going to get that time back. What am I going to do?" But it was solely my decision to keep doing it, knowing that it wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. And so that's where I was like, you know what? I can't be mad at them. I got to be mad at myself. Yeah. And so that's where some of my accountability came in. I'm like, I had to put myself on the rack and say, "You look like you wasted way too much time on people who didn't care." And like, there's nothing wrong with you making that mistake. Just be glad that you figured it out now. Yeah. When I, when I started hanging out with y'all or whatever, and I started getting closer to the friend group, I started realizing that every time I spent with y'all was always good vibes. It was yeah. never like crap or whatever. And I started to say, okay, like I'm starting to realize why I like, I enjoy it now. Like when I would come into town, be like, hey, I'm, I'm in town, but I'm going to drop off for a minute before I head back. And like, I would always enjoy that time. So that's me saying that I'm okay with that time lost because it was worth it. Well, I mean, you're also making memories. You have to look at it that way, too. That's true. Because, I mean, you get close to people and you want to make memories with them. And that's my biggest thing, too, is I love making memories, especially with, like, people. Like, I know I share stuff all the time on TikTok, and I'm like, man, I have some great memories with people that I don't even talk to anymore. Mm-hmm. But we had the best <clears throat> The best time hanging out together. Yeah. And we did. Well, those those are, those people were meant to be there in that point of your life. Yeah. And I always say that, too. Like, just because you're not friends with these people doesn't mean that they didn't mean anything to you. No, they did. They did. And But, I mean, that's another thing about, you know, with the friend groups and things like that, even in high school, I mean, like, you're always going to, there's always going to be that little bit of drama in there. And sometimes big drama. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> so how do you, when, when. Even now, like I'm, you you could have lost friends in the past year, two years, three years, whatever. And have. And have. And so, do you look back now and you say, okay, like, 
I'm glad it happened then and not now because that's just more time in between. Well, I mean, I'm kind of going through a different. Like a different type of. Yeah. Huh. You know? Yeah, that's true. Like, I've had friends disappoint me and I would be upset about it. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Do you ever just sit and just what I used to do when, when I used to have friends that would let me down? And I and I came to that point that at realization I would sit in my truck, and just sit there well, in you silence. Know that's, you know that's my spot. It's yeah, in my car. <laughs> in your car. Um, many, many, many thinkings. Um, gas is high. I'm not going to keep driving around. No. So I would just sit in my truck and I would just run. and I would <laughs> yeah, and I would always say to myself like, I always try to give myself way too much credit by thinking I should have seen it happen before it happened, but then. When you truly you care can't, for, though. yeah, you can't. That's you what really I'm saying. Can't. I think it clouds you. It does, and especially if you're an overthinker. Oh, I'm the worst overthinker. Me too. I think everybody is in their own way, though. Like everybody is their own worst enemy. I know I'm mine because I will literally, if I'm dating somebody and I don't trust them for any whatever reason, one, I don't even make the opportunity to try to say, okay, do I need to stay in this if I don't trust you? Yeah. But I also make these scenarios in my head that are way worse than what it really was. <laughs> like, I don't just be like, you, blow it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. And so, like, I always would tell myself, like, why didn't I see it coming? One, two, because you didn't want to. That's what you tell me. I know. Yeah, well. You tell me that all the time. Yeah, because you don't want to. <sighs> well, you don't either. Well, I know. I don't need you to explain <laughs> how flawed I am. <laughs> I just, I've dealt with it in my own way. I just, That's what we do. We I have really a mirror <laughs> I can look at. I don't need you to repeat it hey, to me. I look in that mirror, too. I mean, listen, I think that everybody is entitled to be stupid sometimes. And it's okay. You know, I think that's fine. I, I don't appreciate what. I put myself through. Yeah. But I, I mean, what Every, are you going to Everybody's going to disappoint you one way or another in your life. You think I'll ever disappoint you? I probably will. That's okay. I can <sighs> That's understand okay. that. That's okay. That's yeah. okay. But I, it just, it's the forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, in time. And you have to pick and choose. That's true. You have to pick and choose your battles. Because we've had back and forth. We just never let them get serious. <laughs> we just had one the other night. We did. We had one the other <laughs> night. We definitely had one the other night. Um, and that was funny. Because we're so passive-aggressive about things. We are, to an extent. Like, I'm not the one to, like... I am. I'm very passive-aggressive. You are. And a lot of people are towards me. And I most of the time, I just sit there and take it. But sometimes, I get to a point where I can't take it anymore. And then I'll really give it to you. But it doesn't happen often. Well, I think it's funny because you can give it back to me the way I give it to you. But you don't do it in text messages. You can do it in person all day. I would rather talk it out in person than through a text message any friggin' day. Well, I'm smarter when I'm not around you and I can I can come up with it yeah, on the spot. Oh, know. I'm so passive aggressive about it. And I don't mean to be. It's just it is what it but is. But there's a lot of people like that. I mean, there's, yeah. There's a lot of people like that. And I'm not I'm just not like that. But I think it's when our nature I don't take shit that serious. I mean, I do, but I don't. It was a serious situation, but I was yeah. still joking about it. And that's just me just hiding or laughing through the pain, I guess, is what it, what they would call it. My problem is, is like, I just let it build up and then I... Psh, psh. Yeah, you do. It combusts like I think the I, I, I was going to say like, oh my God. It does. <laughs> that thing was glued together. I don't <laughs> care what anybody says. But like, my thing is like, you do get to the point where it's a breaking point. Yeah. You know? And I think everybody is like that to a certain degree. So you can't like judge somebody on how angry they get and 
in the given time. It's just how the other person takes it and how they're willing to approach the situation. Because like the other night when we got into it, you, you were on a roll in your text messages and you were going off on me. And I told you, we'll talk when you're ready. We'll talk about it in person. But that's the time. That's the kind of person I am. I know. And I was not ready. And, I, and, and, and as narcissistic I as I was, I was like, I ain't got nothing to say. I've I, already said. No, what triggered me, you called it a fit. And I didn't have a fit. It is a fit. I did not have a fit. I had a moment <laughs> and I'm okay. That's okay. I was mad and it's fine. I was, I was cool. I was justified, but I'm fine with it. I'm okay. The the reaction was the reaction I got. Everybody you know? is allowed to be angry. So and that's fine. And we'll get it off of us for now because we can go all day on that topic. And uh, I think that's newly single. Yes, uh, I mean, yes, well, you know, yes, whatever. Fine. So I want to play you something. Okay. And I only want to do this because I feel like I need someone's first hand opinion on so, on a sit on oh, I can't even talk on a situation. Is it gonna make me cry? No, okay, why? Good. I hope not. I don't think it will. I mean, we've already we've already established that I'm an emotional wreck. So. Oh my god! Listen, this better not make you an emotional wreck. So imagine this. So I found these videos on TikTok that I thought was so weird. But me being a man, like I know how I would address it. But I want to see how you would address it. Being that this happened to a woman is not a bad thing. Okay. So this girl went to this gym, and I'm breaking this very, very slowly. I mean, very quickly, because I want to give you the uh, premise of the video before I play it. Yeah. Because it's only a few seconds, uh, like 10, 15 seconds each. And there's two videos. Okay. So um, with you being single, you do a lot of stuff by yourself. You you told me the other day, oh, I came to Jackson, got some food, went home, whatever. Yeah. You go shopping. You go do things by yourself because you don't need anybody there. You know, who are you going to take? I'm doing better at being alone. Okay, well... When you go eat alone, then we'll talk. No, I haven't done that yet. No, if that's... I'd rather sit in the car. So depressing. <laughs> I'd rather order it, yeah. Order it, sit in the parking lot. I would rather do that. Yeah, but you got to eat alone at least once. Everybody does. I think that's such a pivotal moment on I've, where you... Because doing it publicly really does do something to you. I have done it in public. When? In Jackson. When? Um, it was right after I moved here. It was just me. Oh, Ava. hell. I, that's I a did. long time ago. I did, that was but 16 I years ago. That, hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> well, hey. Um, so this young lady, her name was Julia. Okay. Mm-hmm. She went to, she was going to this gym. Okay. And she's single, whatever. Oh, no. She was single, recently single. And she was doing something for, you know, going to the gym, kind of. As anybody who's a pleasant person will be conversational to whoever speaks to them. You're at a gym. You're in a public place. No one thinks you're going to do anything stupid or creepy. Right. Well, this guy did. He saw her name and number for her membership on the paper, on the desk. (gasps) And he managed to send her two videos. Okay. These are the video messages that she got sent to her phone. And I want you to, I'm going to play them. Okay. And I want your thoughts on the, after the first one. Here's, here's, here's uh, video number one. Okay. Hold on one second. Let me start it over for you. <clears throat> Good morning, Julia. It's me, Joe. Just wanted to say hi. Wish you a great day. Tell you that meeting you yesterday and getting a look at you was probably one of the greatest moments of my life. You were so beautiful. You don't know how. Mind you, this asshole just saw her for the first time. Yeah. Don't know her for shit. Didn't even introduce himself. Didn't introduce himself. Okay. That's great. Premise. He sounds what he looks like. Just saying. <laughs> All right. Beautiful you are to me. I mean, just 
you're gorgeous, you're precious. But it's been sitting in my mind when you said to me you want to go back with your ex-boyfriend. Please erase him from your memory. Don't ever go back in the past. I know, because I've been there. And I understand when, you know, you're trying to find somebody and you go on dates and nothing compares to your ex. But there is that better person out there. And Julia, I promise you it is me. I will love you like you've never been loved before. First of all, I want someone to talk to me like that. Restraining order. <laughs> no, oh, complete restraining <laughs> order. Who, and mind you, the ex-boyfriend cop-out that she gave him was probably what that was, a cop-out. Yeah. Who does this guy even know who he is? Like, who, he doesn't even know who he's talking to. Restraining order. I know, like, like, put him in jail. Like, this guy's creepy out of his fucking mind. And, oh, I didn't even cuss. Whatever. Anyways, look, this guy is completely, like, it was, my blood was boiling at this point. And uh, here, finish this. I will cherish you. Open up your heart to me in your arms let's go full throttle oh i could see me falling in love with you oh my god what in the hell was that oh can my, you imagine no. imagine that video being sent to your phone today imagine it think about it well i will say this okay i will say this the last time that i went to the gym which was last year i can't hear myself there you go. Okay. So last year I, w- I was at the gym and I was only me in there. And there was a guy in there and he kept like, every time I looked at him, he had like that. Oh, what grin is it? He had that grin on his face that was just creepy. Shit ain't grin. Yes. And I looked over at him like three or four times because I felt like he was staring at me. And that's just that's creepy. You just don't do that. First of all, that's kind of weird that people call it that. But that first of one, all. that video. <laughs> Oh, the the fact that That's like not, this guy said full throttle. First of all, I don't know what decade he lives in, but nobody says that shit anymore. But the you fact know who he sounds like who? the uncle from Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> you know which one I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> the film. But my thing is like this guy volunteered without consent sent this girl this video. And can you imagine being sent like what like so you you have a she probably felt like he was like looking in her blondes. Oh, I mean, she must have felt slimy yeah. when the phone cut off, like the video. Like, she must have wiped her phone down and disinfected it because he's just creepy as hell. But imagine, like, I can imagine Presley being 18 or 19, going to the gym, and this douche is, like, sending my kids some some stuff like that. You'd be through the phone. Oh, dude. I would, I, I would, I would try so hard to find out who it is. I'd be like, yeah, let me – tell him you'll meet him. <laughs> tell him you'll meet him right now. Tell him you want to go full throttle and you want to meet him. Yeah. And uh, I need to see where this goes. And so, uh, I feel so, like Presley would probably be too scared to tell you. Should oh, we? no, she'll snitch. She'll snitch on her mom. She'll snitch on anybody. <laughs> <laughs> she snitches on Kristen all the time. All day. Uh, every day, bro. It's just like. I'm sorry, Kristen. <laughs> so one, one video wasn't even enough, okay? In the video that I just played you, he's walking around his house as if you would do with someone on FaceTime. Like, he's, he's really talking. He's talking himself up. He's talking about how he could, be, he could see himself falling in love with her. He hasn't even met, like. A they few even minutes, had a conversation, really. like not a real one, because yeah. when I read the description like to it, like in passing, like in line at the gym. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, something like that. Just being friendly. And I'm sure she was just being friendly because when you look at him, like he looks like somebody you're like, dude, get this uncle away from me. <laughs> somebody come get your uncle because this guy is creepy and he doesn't need to be in here because he's still fat and he's in the gym <laughs> and he's me. clearly not sweating. <laughs> he's not sweating at all. So, you know, he's not there to work out. Um, so here's a second video. Tell me what you think about this. couch <laughs> you're disappointed you got me wrapped around your finger cute but that's all you're getting 
I'm exhausted. Mwah. Oh my gosh. What a creepy, I can't. creepy man. I can't. Like, you know what the crazy thing is? It's like, he said, you're disappointed. Now, we don't know the backstory on that part. Well, you know she was. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, when you open your phone and you see this creepy man <laughs> sending you videos and he looks like the Unabomber and you're wondering what school shooting is he about to orchestrate? And and you're just sitting there and you're like, who is this guy? I'm like, why is he sending me this shit? Like, he knows me. I mean, if I opened up my son's phone and some creepy woman is sending him shit, like, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. Can you imagine how scared she probably was that you know she, she has, like, he has, like... Changing gems. <laughs> oh, that is something she did do. Yeah. After the second video, she uh, she changed gems immediately. I don't blame her. I didn't get the backstory on all that since then, but definitely changed, uh, changed gems. And I think that was a smart move on how to handle it, but... I mean, that happened to me at the bar the other night. Oh, what happened at the bar? I didn't bar? even get to tell you about this. Yeah, go ahead and tell me. So I was at the bar the other night, and uh, this guy that knew me and my last relationship, mm -hmm. and he was like, where's your better half? And I was like, um, we're not together anymore. And he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then 10 minutes later, he walks up to me, and he's like, you know, if you ever get lonely, I'm like, oh, there Ooh, it is. That's creepy. How there old is it he? Is. He's, he's probably in his 50s. What's he doing there? I mean, he's... Whatever. I don't even want to know. <laughs> Who knows what he's doing there? He's an alcoholic. Oh, he can't drink beer at home or away from people, the public. Mm. And what are you going to do? I mean, when, I you, can't. when you call and get lonely, what's he going to do? What, you know, I never understood that whole premise of that conversation. What, you know, hit me up whenever you get lonely. What's that mean? What are you going to come do? Cook for me and clean? Uh, or, negative. <laughs> uh, I don't even like to do that I'll have him do. I'll have him do stuff that he don't want to do. <laughs> like, look, man, these gutters ain't getting cleaned. Huh? No. Uh, and I'm pretty lonely, so can you come do that for me while I watch <laughs> yeah. you? And so, like, to me, I always think it's kind of creepy. And I've been hit on before. Um, and I've had some creepy encounters on being hit on. I've had people. Um, My mom. <laughs> she's not. Stop. You talk about her that I'm way. I'm sorry. sorry. She's mom. so sweet. Um, but uh, my thing is, like, I've been hit on in a, in, a, in a creepy way. But see, when I get hit on like that, it would be extremely creepy to y'all. Yeah. Because men doing it to women is a way, way creepier. But women, not that women are used to it because we're not, but like even at gas stations. Yeah. Like that's the worst. They're the worst. Are the absolute worst. There's nothing better Especially than like a passenger person. If you're you going, if, if you're going to like a, a big city or a club or something, you're like super dressed up that night and you're at the gas station getting gas or picking up a vape or whatever. I mean, the, the, the crackheads. They get me every time. Is it the crackheads or the people pumping gas? And and the Morgan Wallens. Oh. They just come at me all the time. The one with the squat trucks? Well, not even the squatty trucks. I mean, obviously they're you know, they're in the passenger seat. They're the scrub. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the scrubs. You know what always is creepy? When I used to always see people I'd be pumping gas and it'd just be me. Mm -hmm. And I'm look, I'm beautiful. I know this. But you have to watch your surroundings. I know, but listen. I know I'm gorgeous, and you don't have to honk at me when you drive, but do you have to rev your truck every time people... I, what is with that? They do it in front of my house all the time. Like, why? Why do men do that? I don't. I never did that and when I honk. had it. And they honk. They honk in front of my house. Like Ma, my, they know you probably. My coworker, she's like, do you know who that is? I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know people's vehicles. But, like, it's. Oh, I hate it, and I know y'all girls probably deal with it, too. I don't know. Us, and I, I don't I don't apologize for us men who do that. I actually want to hold them I, accountable. He said I don't apologize. <laughs> 
I, d- I just feel like when I see guys in trucks with loud pipes and they do that, I'm I'm embarrassed. I get secondhand embarrassment because I'm just looking. I'm like, dude, no purpose. You just annoyed me. It's loud as hell and I do it's cold. Have a saying. Normally, the guys that have like the big trucks like that, they always have the little weenies. And it, yeah, it was definitely a short man complex. And a lot of them were short too with the big yes, trucks. Yes. And uh, you know, I'm five nine, so when I had a big truck, I didn't try to overcompensate like that because i always feel like when you're trying to show that oh look at what i have type stuff it's flashy yeah it's flashy and, it, and it's really 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 damaging because it's big yeah girls <laughs> yeah girls look at you and i'm like Ooh. look at this little goof. but some a lot of girls like that kind of stuff like they like the big trucks and stuff like that i've yeah. never really i mean i have terrible taste in anything men and women hey so go ahead <laughs> so i want to um I actually wanted to talk to you about that because after we after I get to that conversation, I wanted to ask you about that too, um, about the whole coming out thing. But before I can do that, or I want to um, call somebody in um, to ask them a few questions before we do that. Okay. But so when you were, you know, you've had kids, you aren't, you know, the Virgin Mary. No. So you have kids and, you know, you've been with men for years. Yes. When was when did you know that you were gay? Like when was that pivotal? Did you always know, or just kind of? I knew in high school, because mm. I mean, girls were attractive. I never. Oh yeah. Girls were attractive to me yeah. in high school, and like my first interaction with a girl was like actually one of my really good friends. Like actual interaction, interaction. Like I'm yeah. thinking interaction. Yeah. Oh, okay, but see at. That wasn't acceptable when we were that age. No. Like, we didn't even tell anybody. You couldn't. Not at that time. We took it to the grave. We didn't even tell, our like, our friends in our group. Yeah. Like, we didn't tell anybody. We just kept it to ourselves. I know. Like, the scarlet letter. You know, <laughs> <they're> just... <laughs> with this burning sacred in between us. But, I mean, I will say, like, my first, like, real relationship with a woman. Yeah. I was 18, and I think she was 19. Yeah. Um... She was actually my date to my sister's wedding. Oh, okay. She she was nice, but she was different. Bad or good? <sighs> she was kind of weird. It's okay. She was kind of weird. It's okay. But, I mean... Like she, personality? Yeah. Oh, like, I hate people with the personality of a wallpaper. She, I mean, it's not that she was a wallpaper or anything like that. She was super smart. She was really, really smart. She autistic? No. Autistic people are like that. No. She they're super smart, but they're social. They're, they're not socially. My ex was not smart, and he's autistic. Oh. So. <laughs> Is your ex human? <laughs> we don't know. I don't know. <laughs> my thing is, like, I always wondered, because, like, you know, my, my sister's gay. Yeah. Been pretty open for a long, long time. I she was, was She was outed in a weird way, though, but not like yours. I'm sure yours was, like, you're choosing Abby's wasn't. Um, And so... um, But I mean, I've always been attracted to men too, so... So so I'm not really gay. I am a bisexual. I am. Because I think that women are hot, and I think that men are hot. And honestly, when I first came out with her, when I was in a relationship with that girl, (laughs) I was told that I was going to go to hell. Mm. Which, I mean, that's the religion thing, and it is what it is, but eventually my parents were okay with it my dad was like it's just phase it's not a big deal blah 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 and look at me now i know married you mean you were married and all 
I mean, that, that's a whole step further, too. <laughs> so, I mean, when I sit here and I think about it, isn't it weird that the double standard for women and men about being gay is not, is not is. talked about? Because, like, you can go have kids, marry a woman, you know, if you want to choose to go back to guys, you can. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. You're, you're bisexual. Yeah. Like, you like them both. But if I were to go... Men think it's hot. If I go make out with a dude or do something sexual with him, I'm gay. And it don't matter how many women well, I go at. that's from a that man's day. point of view. I know. Well, no, it's an all point of view. Listen, I, I would be... women are really like that? Well, if, I take that back. I've seen I've seen some things on like reality shows where the women get turned off because a man was bisexual. But they don't call him bisexual; they just call him gay. Because there's, it's not the same. If it doesn't matter how many, if I would have messed around with a man, mm-hmm. which I never would, but if I did, no matter how many women I'm ever going to be with from that point on to the to the day I die. I'm always going to be remembered for doing that yeah, and not the women that I see. It could happen one time. You're gay. It don't matter how you swing it. I know from where I come from, that's the way they look at it. I just think the double standard is kind of weird. And yeah, I mean, I, I guess. But there's double standards for men and women about certain things. like Almost everything. <clears throat> so guys could date two or three girls and or mess around with two or three he's girls. He's a pimp. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Like He can pull all these females. But if a girl did it and she's a hoe. A and, whore. Yeah, she's for the streets mm-hmm. and she's a thought mm-hmm. and... Like Future says, you know, if you ever catch me cheating, you know, I'll never tell you sorry. But, and but let's talk about that, too, because okay. we've had this conversation. Like, yes, a man and a woman could, when they're single, they they could be for the streets. Yes. Whatever. Yep. But if you're in a relationship with somebody and you really love that person, you're not going to be that way. We've talked about this. Yeah. So I think that. There's people who could turn it on and off. I think that you have to have a special willpower. I've seen people who used to be for the streets, and when they were single, boy, were they single. Yeah. And there was nothing you can tell them. Right. And whatever they wanted to do, they by God, do they'll it. do it. But when they were loyal, they were loyal to the T, and there was nothing that you could have done that right. could have made them unloyal. Like, that right. is just like, boom. You There was no halfway in, halfway out. You're either all the way here yeah. or all the way there. That's why when people say, oh, it's not so black and white, absolutely true. When it comes to people who can do that, that's exactly what that is. Yes. Um, just because you can do it, it's just like, you know, I've seen people smoke for 10 years, 15 years, every single day. Yeah. And they drop it like a nothing like cold turkey never done it never never do it again how is it that that's okay to see that as a good example but not see someone who like that's an addiction it's a nicotine addiction something that your mind will tell you that you need yeah how is that stronger to give up or harder to give up than someone saying well she used to be for the streets back in the day but now when she's with somebody that doesn't mean that she she won't do this i can i can personally attest to their head yeah well the past, and that's the thing, you have to own what you've done. Yeah. And I think that that is detriment to your character, but you but also I, have to I be tried, strong enough to own it. I tried to own it. I tried. But were you strong enough to own it? Can you handle what you've done and admittedly done and say, yes, that was me. Yeah. Not me anymore, but that was me. Well, now that I'm single again. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know me. I'm always. Get to her! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, my thing is like, I always try to 
I mean, listen, I've been on both spectrums. Yeah. I have been supported in the relationships that I've been in, and I have been supported in my single life. So I've always been okay with one or the other. And some people are not supportive of those things in the single life. And that's, no, it's, and it's, that's, it's not a cup of tea for everybody. No, it's not. It's not. And, you know, sometimes people think that, okay, well, I'm single, and I'm going to stay to myself, and I'm going to do this perfectly fun it's like, but if i don't want to do that that don't mean i just because you do yeah, it just doesn't because mean I, you do it i mean you like cheesecake i don't you know what i'm saying yeah. so just like we're different people at the end of the day and it's okay there's nothing wrong with that i don't think that makes anybody better than anybody you know so um my thing is like just i don't really think that there should ever be a uh, any kind of leverage on people if they don't want to be that way i agree you know what i'm saying like i think that's fine um but anyway, uh, this will conclude this episode of My Ex and Me podcast. I want to thank Brittany for sitting in on this episode and just giving us a little take and just having a general conversation with me. I really appreciate everybody listening. I know this has been kind of a big stretch between each episode, but, you know, holidays, family, Christmas, Thanksgiving, you know, she lives pretty far. Jamie's always busy just as much as I am. And uh, I think, in you know, starting this new year, we're going to do a lot more content with you. We're going to have more guests. Um, you know, we're going to be more mobile. We're going to do a lot of great things. And, uh, you know, we just have to kind of get it started. And now we're about to get it going. So I really appreciate y'all listening to this episode. And uh, thank you.